The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hey, what's happening, baby, 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 baby? Glad to be back in the hizzy, it's dynamic Dave in the house for Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. Eight five 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 two five five six eight three is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. I've been out for like a week. The show has been on hiatus, not because we wanted it to, but because. I was having some medical issues, and no, it wasn't a tumor. No, it wasn't the coronavirus. It was actually a toothache that uh, was supposed to be pulled like three months ago. And because of the virus, they kept putting me off and putting me off and putting me off and putting me off. You know, every two weeks they'd reschedule. Every two weeks they'd reschedule. Every two weeks they'd reschedule. Till it got to the point where every time they would reschedule, uh, it just put me back further two more weeks. And that tooth began to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until the point where they were they were trying to mask the symptoms by giving me uh, opioids, which was tramadol, okay? And uh, what else were they giving me? Oh, they were giving me um, um, what are, antibiotics. So they were having me take four tramadols per day. I had already went through over the last two and a half months I went through three prescriptions of tramadol, of 30 tablets. I'm not kidding. So this last prescription I got, 30 more tablets of tramadol, because as I said, I was taking them as needed. And if you've ever had a bad tooth, then you know that you're going to take them because ain't nothing going to help you. It had also gotten to the point where my right ear, I could not hear. So I finally called the doctor last Monday uh, because I had to go to an oral surgeon. And literally, fortunately for me, he answered the phone when I called his office. His nurse was out. And I told him who I was and how often they had postponed my appointment almost like eight different times. And it wasn't his fault because, you know, they. what's weird about it, they considered a tooth removal an elective surgery. Huh? Now, if you've got to get a tooth removed, that's not an elective, okay? That's pretty serious. But they considered it a an elective. 
So he said, that's why they kept putting me off. And I finally told him, I said, look, dude, I can't take this no more. Y'all got to do something. And he said, well, can you come in the next morning? Came in the next morning. He extracted the tooth. Uh, Ironically, he knew Coach Horton. We talked a lot about Coach Horton. You know, with my fat lip, you know, I, I love it when they try to talk to you. You got that lip right there. You got a lip. You gay dog. And uh, he extracted it. Went home that night. I was actually planning to come back Thursday and Friday, and uh, went home that night. They had to stitch it up uh, because I have what they call extra long roots, so they just couldn't pull it. They had to slice my gum. So I went home thir- uh, Tuesday night drugged up uh, in a comatose state, and sure enough, I busted the stitches. Way to go, dog. I, I didn't know. Hell, I was asleep. Well, I was, let's put it this way. I was drunk on drugs, okay? <laughs> so woke up Wednesday morning, and my pillow was uh, covered with blood. Of course, I had blood in my mouth, so they had, I had to, you know, the good thing about it, it clotted, because I literally could have, I could have bled to death in my sleep. It was just that much blood. So then I had to go back to the dentist. They redid it, and so I took the rest of the week off. But we're back. We're happy to be here. Hey, Robert. What up, dog? How you doing, man? Better than you. Yeah, I'm doing a little better than what I was doing. <laughs> hey, uh show you how much better I was doing Saturday. I got to go fishing, so uh didn't catch anything, but did go, so it was nice to get out on the lake. I'm just glad you're back up and moving and around. Man, but it was. You could have taken another week off. I mean, it would have been cool. No, no, no. I, I, I missed my listeners. There, There's too much <laughs> going on in Little Rock and the world. No, dog. <laughs> I'm sitting there. Although I, I, I couldn't talk, I could read. And I'm like, man, I need to be on the show. Man, we need to be doing the show. So uh, It's been going. It's, <laughs> woo, Lord. It goes. North Little Rock even caught a fire last week. Woo! You know, go talk a little bit about that today too. So everybody got crunk. It was, it was a, it was. I mean, they went off at the prisons over the weekend. Your president is still a fool. That ain't changing the. Re- I believe people are beginning to see what the Republicans are all about as well. So, uh, so we're gonna talk about that. We got a lot of man. We got so much fodder. We have a cornucopia of things to discuss today. Cornucopia. You know, so uh, it ought to be a fun show. But as always, and by the way, I'm a uh, thanks to Cliff. Uh, he, he talked to me a lot last week in my funk. No telling what I told him, but, you know. Yeah, he anyway. said you was tripping, man. He kept calling me. I said, I, hey, man, <laughs> ignore him right now. <laughs> I, I would right be now. surprised because. Man, I'm going to tell you. He on a new brand of crazy right man, now. Man, them Tramadols, dude, last Sunday, so when it really, when I was really hurting, I took one Okay. that night before I went to bed, right? Right. Woke up that morning at uh, about 3 a.m. and had to take another one. And all day Sunday, I was a zombie. It was weird. Yeah, I told him you was on them. It, it was like I was having an out of body experience. Really? I'm serious. It's like I could see me walking, but I wasn't in my body. So I stopped taking those things, man. Yeah, that might be a good idea. I, look, I'm one of those people. I don't like taking pills anyway. So when they say here, take these pills, man, I 
I got so many pills boxed up at my house that I've never taken or that I just won't take. It's ridiculous because I learned my lesson years ago, and uh, especially when I had my back surgery when they were trying to pump all those barbiturates in me then. I said, yeah, dude. I'm glad you're no longer a junkie. I'm, I'm glad not, you're, I'm not I'm taking glad you're, that, I'm glad you're clean again. Uh, I'm glad. How many days sober now? Uh, How many days sober? Uh, like 10 million. 10 million. <laughs> I don't play with them pills, bro. I'm glad you're sober. I'm going to tell bro. you. Back in the day when they were popping them speckle birds and black mollies, remember that? Yeah, you wasn't doing that. I, huh? No, dude, I ain't take, man, I ain't taking that. You what? missed out on some good times. Get some of that, them, some syrup, some syrup, scissor. No, man, I ain't. Scissor? You, you, you drinking what? You drinking Krill Motion? Scissor, dog. Man, you better get away from me with that mess. But anyway, but anyway, before we, 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 we still got to do black facts. Okay, so let's go ahead and do that and we'll get into the show. Dynamic Black Facts, our culture, our history, our people. You know, we've talked a lot about Memphis and its irony as it relates to how black people uh, are were treated in that city and how Charles Church was one of the uh, people who uh, floated buns to save that city uh, during the yellow fever. So here's something curious that I, I came across yesterday because uh, it was May 3rd. And in May 3rd, on May 3rd, 1886, white civilians and police killed 46 African-Americans and injured many more, burning 90 houses, 12 schools, four churches in Memphis. Uh, The Memphis riots of uh, 1866 were the violent events that occurred from May 1st to May 3rd in Memphis. The racial violence was ignited by political, social, and racial uh, tensions following the American Civil War in the early stages of Reconstruction. After a shooting altercation between a white police officer and black soldiers recently mustered, uh, mustered out of the Union Army, mobs of white civilians and policemen rampaged through black neighborhoods and the houses of freedmen attacking and killing men, women, and children. Federal troops were sent to quell the violence and peace was restored on the day on the third day. A subsequent report by a joint congressional committee detailed the carnage with blacks suffering most of the injuries and deaths. Forty six blacks and two whites were killed. Seventy five blacks injured and one hundred black persons robbed. Five black women raped and ninety one homes, four churches, eight schools were burned in the black community. Modern estimates placed property losses at over $100,000, also suffered mostly by blacks. Many blacks fled the city permanently by 1870. Their population had fallen to one quarter compared to 1865. Public attention following the riots and reports of the atrocities together with the New Orleans riot in July strengthened the case made by radical Republicans in in the U.S. Senate. The events influenced passage of the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution uh, to grant full citizenship to freedmen, as well as the passage of the Reconstruction Act of military districts and oversight in certain states. Investigation of the riot suggested specific causes related to competition for housing, work and social space between Irish immigrants and their descendants and the freedmen. 
the white gentry also sought to drive freed people out of Memphis and back to the plantation where their labor could be exploited. Through violent terrorism, white com- the white community at large sought to force blacks to respect white supremacy as the time of full, fully legal slavery was nearing its end. And that's our black fact for today. And I'm reading that. Well, let me just do this. Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. So I'm, I'm laughing at Jackie. She's responding to my my uh, rant on Tramadol. <laughs> she says Tramadol is one of those pills that will have you tripping. <laughs> and dude. I was tripping. Boy, last week, man, I put them things down. They they over in the in the back of the box. Sorry. I'll come by and pick those up. I won't be taking those no more. I will come by and get those from you. You don't need to have those. No. I want you to be clean and dude. I'm serious. It had me. I'm walking. I'm over here on my left, and my body's over there. I ain't kidding. Use some acid, dude. Hey, kid, dude. Were you flying through that? Dude. And then I would have, like, dreams where they were. I dream in color anyway. Are you dreaming in color? I, it's weird. I've you always are, dreamed in color. amazing. Because I have 13 personalities. So that's, so you got one personality that dreams in color. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, I dream in color. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I had all these colors in my dreams. And, dude. <laughs> I called the doctor. I said, look, doc. I believe you was a semester player. Man, I ain't taking them things anymore. I don't believe he, you was just doing And regular, you know what he told regular, me to start taking? Regular lot dope. He, got, he, start, he told me to start taking, he told me to take two Advil and two Tylenol at one time. Damn. I said, you crazy? He said, well, you want to get rid of your pain? You're I said, to, yeah. but to get you right quick. Look, I said, but I'm not turning into a drug addict. I man, mean, you got to. It's too late. Man, you got to push back on these guys, man. They'll They'll pump you full of that stuff and you'll be. You'll be crazy, dude. I wasn't, I wasn't going there. <sighs> tequila helped, though. You was on that, some tequila, too. That El Mayor. Yeah, it helped that's, why you thought you was fly- that's why you thought you was walking outside your body. <laughs> no, that travel dog. That was a travel dog, dude. I'm telling you. That travel dog ain't playing. It dude. ain't no joke. Look, I'm telling y'all. Don't take travel dog. Too late. I, I, just, some of y'all like to probably say, man, I wish that would have been me, man. Some of y'all needed to get outside your bodies. Need uh, to find that T-Doll. But no, the reason I read the thing, uh, uh, this this thing that happened in Memphis uh, in 1866, was, and because they were try- you heard what they said, they were trying to force black people back to the plantation. Right. And I just found it ironic that this week that the white governors forced y'all asses back to the plantation. Yeah, well, if you're a slave, you're a slave. You see what you I'm saying? What did you, did you notice that? You got to do what you got to do. Look. Either you go back to work or we ain't getting y'all no unemployment. I don't care if y'all catching the virus. I don't care if y'all got to work shoulder to shoulder. It don't matter. I don't care if a hundred people you, in this you, in this, you in, gotta do in you this gotta factory do. has caught the virus. You got to do it. I don't do. care. Look, we about to have a meat shortage. I got to have my barbecue ribs. Y'all going back to work. Y'all slaves going back to work. And y'all going to work and you going to like it. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Babe. You can't have so, an economy without so guess people, what people I, not working. Guess what I watched yesterday. What's that? 
Django! <laughs> you got some serious issues, bro. I did. I watched Django. <laughs> Django Unchained. How was Man, it? Man, it was great. Any, any, you have any flashbacks? Uh, it was great. Yeah, but I was had that whip and I was whipping that that the overseer with him. Style. Yeah, I like me some Django, man. Look, y'all need to watch Django just maybe once every three months to be inspired. Dave, I just you know wanna, what? I, I realized that. I just want to say that you're a free black man. No, no, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> How you enjoy your freedom, black man? I'm loving it, bro. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, black people, you know, they ought to, you know what, when you, y'all need to schedule, because they're telling you now that you need to probably see a psychiatrist because y'all staying inside is kind of driving y'all crazy. That psych need to recommend every three months you need to watch Django Unchained. I'm telling you, if we did that as a community. Oh, white man's burden. Dude, I'm telling you, man. one's best. Or, or, or Mandingo. I'm telling you, man. Mandingo, yeah. If we watched, if if we had a, a a a regular menu of those types of movies, Black Panther, man, this stuff would change like that. I don't think so. I'm serious, man. I don't think so. You know what? The most powerful entity after, is after the media. After watching what's happening in Little Rock, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I, I'm saying, I can't see how that. Man, looks I'm just saying, I came out of that movie inspired again. I had forgotten how good it was. I, I just mm-hmm. had. And I loved it when he bust Calvin in the knee, in the kneecap. <laughs> Woo, Django! I got a new movie I'm going to watch. I'm saying y'all need to watch that movie. You just you just all in up with Django right now. I yeah, I mean, I, I, I watched it. it. I'm, I'm serious. I watched I it, it yesterday evening, man, and I had, I had forgotten how good that movie was. I mean, it just inspired me. Soundtrack was great, too. But anyway, got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I don't know where to start. I mean, we got so much stuff to catch up on, of course. Many of you all are going back to work. And the first thing I want to talk about is this. I I know what it is. So, I don't know if you've been hearing about the issue in Carrollton, Georgia, about the black guy that was jogging and ended up being chased down by two white boys. And somehow or another, the black guy ended up dead. Mm -hmm. That happened two months ago. Mm -hmm. Nobody has been charged. Why would they? Nobody's been arrested. Why would they? You know, not, you, none you at all. You act as though black folks have some kind of value in America. What well, are you talking about? Well, well th- that's the point I'm getting to. Nobody has been charged. Nobody has been arrested. You know, but y'all still going and y'all enjoying yourselves. If you didn't learn anything about this pandemic, you ought to understand how much your economic power means to this country. And I'm being deadly serious. Your economic ignorance means to this country. Well, not your economic. Good, power, good point. Good point. Your economic ignorance. If you weren't paying attention, your economic power <clears> this <throat> over the last two months, you ought to understand how important your dollars are. Why do you say that? Because some of y'all are struggling. And I don't mean y'all personally. I'm talking about this country. This is why, look, the reason these white men want you to go back to work, go back to the cotton fields, is because they don't want to be poor like y'all. That's really what it boils down to. They don't want to be poor. Notice, see, you can't say you're so poor, you can't even put the O-R on the end of it. So you just say poor. That's poor right there, man. So they want you to go back to the cotton fields. And black people don't get it. 
What would have happened like those governors, those Republican governors, telling all those people to go back to those meatpacking plants? Look, if it's that much coronavirus in the meatpacking plants, how much coronavirus is in the meat? Hello? Yeah, but that's... You get that, right? No, no I'm with you. I'm with you totally, but again... <laughs> so what would happen? I don't really know what you want me to say. What would happen if all those people... Because, you know... Prior to us ending, leaving the show last week, we had talked about the lady who was forced back to the, the plant in uh, Georgia, and she ended up dying. What would have happened if people said, hey, I'm sorry. My safety is more important. I ain't going back. Remember, two weeks ago I asked you, I said, if black people were smart, this is the time to turn the screws on corporate America because they need you now. Who's that? Corporate America. Just so, just so black folks can understand where we are, I just want to read something. Uh-oh. Just, Uh-oh. just a little snippet. Okay, here comes Debbie Downer. I'm not Debbie Downer. I'm just sharing information. <laughs> I'm reading this from the For- from Forge Magazine. Mm-hmm. This is from their, um, I don't know what, uh, what year this article was put out. I think it was, I want to say it was 2017. Okay, here we go. It says, uh, at the median, non-retired African-Americans had a net worth of Mm, mm, $13,460 in 2016, mm, mm, mm. or only 9.5% of the median wealth Mm, mm, of $142,180 that white had, mm, that whites had mm, at at that same, at that time. mm, the mm. racial wealth gap is, in in fact, widened in the wake of the Great Recession mm. in 2007. Mm. Just mm. before the recession started, median African median African American wealth was 13.7 percent of the wealth of white folks, mm. at 25,841, mm. compared to 1,188,756 mm. mm. in 2016 dollars. This gap was also dismal. Just out, just not as bad as the difference in more recent years. In fact, over the past thirty years, African American wealth at the median never amounted to more than about one fifth mm, mm, of mm. white wealth. Mm, mm, mm. So ask yourself, what are you doing? Mm, mm, mm. But you need to go back to the plantation because you ain't planning not to be on the plantation. Mm, so mm, enjoy the mm. plantation. Love y'all, black folks. Yeah, some of them pictures I saw them women in women in these uh these uh Chinese stores trying to buy hair was ridiculous. Yeah, just ridiculous. Did y'all see the video that I posted from China where they were uh, in blackface? Had the picture of the black woman with the big butt. Y'all y'all didn't see that, did you? Go on, buy y'all hair. Go on. I'm gonna tell you, ain't none ain't none better than a sister with a natural. Notice I said natural. Natural. We called them froze back in the day. I saw a sister over the weekend. She had a fro up. Uh-huh. I just I just gave her the black power sign. Gave her the black she power smiled. Sign. She knew exactly what I was she doing. She knew what was happening. That's you what's know. up. That's what's up. So uh, I've seen the enemy and it is we. That's really what this boils down to. Yeah, the enemy works for the police department mm-hmm. and the fire department. Yeah, this this is what this boils down to. Everybody else, because until we decide that we want to control our dollars and how we spend our dollars, then we're going to continually be on the plantation. All right. Basically, what they were right. Basically, what they were saying to you 
when they told you that, hey, either get your ass back to work or you're going to get a whooping. We're going to call it a massa. And all of y'all have ran back to work, and you know you're scared. The virus is real. It's, it's not gone. Your president has even started saying, oh, well, we probably going. He first said it was going to be like 15. Over the last three months, no, excuse me, over the last two weeks, he's changed the total of how many people they're expecting to die with this. How many would he change it to? It's, it's up to 100,000 now. We're already at 65. Yeah, so 100,000. Okay. I thought the numbers were gonna be far worse than that, but I want to do something real quick. I want to give a shout to my cousin, man. You don't, you don't get, you don't get credit like this often. So I wanna, I wanna pump it for a little minute. For the, from the twi- from the uh, Secretary of Veteran Affairs Awards, this is 2020 for excellence in nursing. My cousin David Breedlove kicked it up. Oh, good for That's him. What's up, Dave? He's a nurse recruiter at uh, the VA in North Texas Health Center System, and has been a VA employee for 18 years. After working as a respiratory therapist for 13 years, he graduated from Baptist College of Health Science in Memphis, Tennessee, RSNA program in 2005 during his, during his uh, VA nursing career. He has worked in the following capacities, intensive care unit, staff nurse, emergency department, staff nurse, um, patient safety specialist, nursing education, staff development specialist, and mental health nurse manager. Mr. Breedlove has, graduate, has graduated from VSN 17's Leadership Development Institute. He's recently, he's recently led a group of Vantex nurses in adopting the nursing practice change of utilizing dedicated nurses, de- dedicated charge nurses, as frontline leaders at, their, at this facility. This project included writing the revised dedicated charge nurse policy, developing new cha- charge nurse uh, function statements and competency, Mr. Breedlove collaborated with nursing education to revise, plan, and evaluate the charge nurse education training, which will, which was attended by 90 VTech charge nurses. Mr. Breedlove is a doctorate candidate at the University of Alabama in Huntsville School of Nursing, where he has made the graduate school's dean list for maintaining a 4.0 GPA for the last two years. Shout out to him. No keep doubt keep about it up, cuz. No we doubt lo- we love it. black excellence. Always, baby. No doubt about it. Good job on your Always, part. baby. We love black excellence. Now, Robert, do you ever think, based on what we've been going through, you know, when this pandemic first hit, you know what I thought about, right? What's that? Uh, Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead. Um, what is the other one? A lot of the disaster the disaster movies, it, it, just, it makes you feel like that you're living in some type of sci-fi horror movie. I don't think, I think what this, the only thing this has made me think about is Little Rock and every other city needs a black hospital. You gotta have it. Mm. You gotta have it. Well, I think. Self-funded. It, well, I, Self-funded. I agree with it. But here's where I'm going with that. So May, April's over with, right? Yeah, we're, we're Guess what's coming next? What's that? Giant killer hornets. Yeah. You're laughing. Yeah. I'm not kidding. No, I, I read the article, yeah. Did you read the article? Yeah, yeah. So what's next? A giant killer hornets. Well, we had killer flies. Mm-hmm. We've had killer everything, man. Killer mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. West Nile. We've mm-hmm. had it all, man. I mean, what's, I mean, the hornets are just next. Just next. <sighs> it's the next thing up, right? We're living in a sci-fi movie. We are. <sighs> That's the, I, I'm, I'm being tongue-in-cheek, but we are. There's some cat 
somewhere in some <laughs> laboratory creating all these wonderful stuff, man. He's creating all this wonderful stuff for us. So we're living the giant, mur- they called them murder hornets. They didn't say killer hornets. Murder they called them giant murder hornets. I mean, did you see a picture? You said you read the article. You see how big that thing is? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So. It only gets better, though. Well, <clears throat> yeah, they say it gets better. By the way, Miss Georgia, how you doing? Patrick, I need to call you. I need to get that information to you. I'll call you later. Russ, what's happening? How you doing? Russ, dog. Uh, what's up, Pat? What's up, Miss G? Um, but yeah, this is almost like we're living in a in a in some type of. I don't know. It's, I you know I I I, I took a week off for medical issues, and I wake up, and they talking about giant murder hornets. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It just it just doesn't seem right, man. Why not? It, maybe I need to go back to Every, sleep and start having my dreams again because my every, dreams were better. Everybody seems to think this is a population <sighs> control. I don't know. I want to I want to say something far far more far more deadly than that, or not deadly, but sinister. Far more sinister than that. I don't think it's population control. <laughs> everybody talks about the next war would be. Everybody was talking about it'll be you know technology. Uh, 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 a tech, a techno, technolo, a technolo, technological war. Right. I don't think it'll be that way. I think it'll be exactly what we're seeing now. The coronavirus will have these viruses that spread. So you think they made this virus? Man, I mean, everything I've read leads, to, leads me to believe that this virus is not something that just happened to come about. No. Right? It's been- now, everybody's going to say this is all about, you know, this is all about global warming. Come on, no, man. no, it's this virus has been around for quite some time. It's been in animals for quite some I re- time. I read an article, and I can't remember where I read it at. But it, Check it, your sources because there's about, a bunch of crap out there. It talked about this virus having some elements of HIV or having some uh, similarities to HIV. Now, I don't know how many viruses are created that, that, are, that are similar in similar that similar to the, to the chemical makeup. So you think the Chinese made this virus? So you're following Trump's line, right? I'm not saying I don't know who made it. Who made it? I don't know who produced it. Well, it it originated in China. Yeah, we do know that. Well, that's what that's what we've been told. Mm -hmm. That's what we've been told. Mm -hmm. It could have been originated in America. We don't. We don't. Honestly, we nobody knows where it came from. Just like nobody knows how to kill it. Well, the first case was in China. Yeah. That's what that's what we've been told. But the thing mm-hmm. is, Dave, what we don't know is nobody's ever thought to look. Nobody can just look at the, the wave of deaths to see where it originated. Nobody's from. been looking at the symptoms. Yeah, they they've upgraded the symptoms by the way now too. So oh, so more, now there are more symptoms. There are more symptoms. They don't. Okay. You know. well, what are the what are the new ones? There's a. Have the, they told us yet how we don't? The, the thing that's crazy to me is mm-hmm. when we first start talking about this, there were only two ways you can get it, and that was from getting it off of. You can only get it off of metal. That's what they said. That's they didn't they know that. Them. They don't know anything. They, they still know don't know anything. Right. They didn't know that. Now they're telling us, hey, they're just making everybody paranoid as hell, saying, hey, you just need to stay in your house. You just can't come outside because you're just going to get it. If you walk outside, you're going to get it. Then somebody was, that the reminds day, me. was taking off their shoes. People are taking off their shoes when they go into houses because they're saying now that they need to take off their shoes. Are you serious? Are you serious? You are very serious. Oh, dear God. Oh, what a- Dear God. 
No offense, dog. I just can't trust the brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. Your face too big. It won't. It won't fit. You should have got the extra large. I'm just mask. letting you know. This actually was made by a sister. The in extra, Pine Bluff. That's a nice mask, but you should have mm-hmm. got the extra that, extra large the, mask. The African print. I like the know, African print. But so, again, Dave, you should have got the extra extra large. So mask. no offense to y'all, but you know I'm just saying because some of y'all might have a Rona, and I, you know, I'm in that age group. I can't be catching nothing. You know. You know what I'm saying, Vern. But you know, there's been a lot of stuff going around. The bottom line is <clears throat> that this virus, according to legitimate reports, and I read a lot of scientific stuff, mm-hmm. okay, and I always check my sources. You have to be careful of who's out there putting putting out information. That this this virus has been around for decades. If you go and look at a Lysol can, mm-hmm. yeah, it's on the back of a Lysol it's, can. It's on yeah. it's on the back of a Lysol can. But now, how how did this how did this string of coronavirus. Well, the doctor in China told you. What did he tell us? That that they were they were he was experimenting with bats, which is where it comes from. It comes from bats now. Somebody else said it came from meat, so now it comes no, from bats. No, it originally came from bats. So bats have the coronavirus and okay. inside them. And he was experimenting with bats. He I don't know the details of the experiment, but that's where it started. Now they they at one point said it was out it came from the chinese market right but the the uh lab where the chinese market is now here's check this out sits right next door to the lab they're they're next door to one another how interesting <laughs> you know so but anyway so here here's the bottom line <clears throat> there is no way even if someone would have made this and there have there are no man-made markers in this virus. They can go and tell if it's been manipulated. If someone had made this, and I'm sorry, I'm not just buy, I'm not buying into conspiracy theories on this. Okay, <laughs> there is no way that they could have targeted one particular group or another. Okay, Ex- explain how they couldn't have targeted. One. Well, they don't know what the vi- the virus. You got to understand that the virus is killing people. There are very few African Americans in China. Or in Europe. So you're saying it's only killing dark people with melanin in their skin? No, I'm not saying that at all. I mean, there are some people who are suggesting that it was designed to do that. Yeah, I don't believe that. So I I don't believe that. Now, it just so happens, anything that, if you have some deficiencies in health. Some pre-existing conditions. Some pre-existing conditions. Hell, you can catch a cold and die. Right, that's very true. You see what I'm saying? So the fact that black people have all of these pre-existing conditions, some many of you, a lot of it is your fault because y'all can't let go of that pig feet. Dave, don't do that. Don't go there right now. I'm gonna eat my chillings. I don't need nobody get preaching to me about my eating my chillings. Okay, eat my chillings. Uh, a lot of y'all, lot, look, y'all can't look. You just heard wrong. I got, I got have my chitlins. My no. chillings ain't got nothing to do with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your high blood pressure does. Moving right along. Dave <laughs> yeah, your your diet, your, the sugar does. Moving right along, Dave Coleman. I know I got the sugar, but I'm gonna get a piece of this pie. Really, really. I'm just simply saying, is that I know we want to look. I'll be the first to tell you when I think that this government is after black people. I don't even have to tell you that. You ought to know that anyway. They, they don't have to create a virus to kill all black people. Hell, some of y'all killing us off anyway. Hello? Don't want to talk about that, do you? 
So they don't, they don't have to create a virus to kill you. Hell, you're doing good by yourself. All they got to do is sit back and wait. You're fortunate that you have the dominant gene so that all you got to do is procreate and because you have the dominant gene that you're going to always have black people. Boy, we're fortunate. Well, the only, th- only thing I'm going to say about this whole thing, this is the only thing I'm going to say, and, and I truly mean this. So when this is over, mm-hmm. politicians, if they are truly serious about the issues that black folks face, mm-hmm. And you don't hear about this. I know what you're gonna say. If you don't hear about this conversation during this upcoming election, mm. I just ask you, what the hell? Who the hell are you voting for? Why are you supporting these people? Because if they're not talking about now, let, let me let me give you an example of what I mean, right? Okay, so this is just a breakdown of the numbers for the United States, right? Numbers for how many people died? Okay. Racial breakdown of of people dying from the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? United States, 725 white, 800 and, what is this, 852 black. So this map is old, right? Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. That's I, mean, I got to look at this because I can't remember now what this was what this was giving me. It was giving me percentages or what. But, but this is the thing, though. If you look at this, overwhelmingly, the the deaths blacks out blacks outweigh everybody or, or lead everybody by at least a hundred in, in in America yes. yeah mm-hmm. so the thing is is that okay people there's a reason for this mm-hmm. it ain't racial but there's a reason for this Pig so feet. let's see Chitlins. if that conversation hog moms. let's see if we have let's see if your elected Bacon. officials are having that see now you, you, when you say stuff like that 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 cheapens the conversation it does not yes it does because it's far more it's far more egregious than that. I just read you. I just read you the net worth of black folks. That directly ties into healthcare. Yes, if it does. They, if they can, if they don't have the mm. money to afford insurance, if they don't have the money to afford to pay those things out of pocket, then guess what? They don't get them. But right. see, we're not having that conversation because right now mm-hmm. we're, we're all in love with Joe Biden because the only thing black folks thinking about is getting rid of Trump. Listen, y'all, Trump ain't our damn problem. Trump the white folk problem. That's their animal. That's that thing they created. Mm-hmm. That ain't our problem. Our problem is these issues we face. In Arkansas, it says, now, again, I got to go back and look at these numbers, but in Arkansas, it's saying that you got 886 white deaths, 985 black deaths. Or I, I got to look at that because. Is that the latest tally? Does that include the prisons? Per 100,000 population. Does that include what? The prisons. I don't know if that includes the prisons. I think that includes everything. Well, why are you looking that up? Here's the bottom line is black people can do better about their health as well. We know, and I, we've said it over and over again, this country has no appetite whatsoever to save black people. I don't know why y'all keep thinking that. I don't know why you think, I, I don't know why you think this country is going to put together black health now stuff for you. They don't care about you. Some of you all are bought into that argument that, oh, the country love us black folks. No, they don't. I'm sorry to hurt your feelings. If they cared about you, you heard, you heard the black fact earlier, right? What, 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 the black fact, they went through Memphis and killed men, women, and children. They burned down schools. They burned down businesses. How many times have we heard that story? That stuff happened right here in Little Rock, right there on 9th Street. It happened in every city. Now, as I've said over and over again, 
that if they really cared about you and your children, then why do we continually year in and year out have to fight for school funding? At some point, we as black people have got to start standing up and saying, hey, wait a minute. This dog ain't hunting anymore. Time to get a new dog. But we still got old mutt trying to drag him off the porch to go coon hunting. You get that, right? And until we decide that, hey, we've had enough of this BS, Robert makes an excellent point. But what I don't want people to think that, hey, well, I'm not not going to vote at all. I'm not saying I vote at okay. all. I'm saying vote down ballot. It's a, it, at some point, you got to show Democrats and Republicans you're willing, you're willing to support somebody else if they're not talking about the issues that are important to us. But, let, but let's have a But let, see, let, that but, ain't going to matter to me. But let me give you an eye opener here. Okay. You're constantly hearing people talking about school shootings. Elected officials are talking about school shootings almost every day. Almost every conversation you hear about a school shooting. Now, every day in America, every, what is it, every 14 minutes in America, a black man is murdered in America. What is it, every seven minutes, every 14 minutes, I gotta go back and check that. But you have never, ever heard one elected official talk about the issues of poverty, because those play a direct role in black and, and brothers killing other brothers. That plays a very direct role, but we never have conversations about poverty, education, um, poverty, education, and unemployment. We never have those conversations. Did you we not just hear what them. I just said? We never have them. You and say we as black people or the general public? Period. Black well, people, we're not even having those but conversations. But wait a minute. I'm just, I just, were you not just listening to me? I just told you that white people don't give a damn about your kids being educated. They don't Man, care. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but my point is, as a community, what do we do to address? Well, that's the point. Right there, what you said, that's, that's the rubber that hits the road right there. Because right what now- What are we doing to address our education? We're not thinking about that. We're just trying to get rid of who? Trump. Well, it, Trump it's- Trump ain't our problem. But, but it's, it's even beyond that for me. Well, let's bag up, though. Before <laughs> Trump even got here, it was bad. Before Trump got here, it was bad. Mm -hmm. So why are you now buying into this whole narrative? We got to get rid of Trump's. Shit, yo, your life been bad before Trump got here. The same issues you've had in the black community, you had them before Trump got there. Don't join the bandwagon. Don't be a fool. Stop being a fool. Yeah, but we got to get rid of Trump, though. Let's be real. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me what's going to change in your life if Trump ain't president. It, well, Tell me what changed in your life when Obama was president. Tell me what changed in your life when Bill Clinton was president. Tell me what changed in your life when George W. Bush or George H. W. Bush was president. Tell me. Don't nothing change for black folk. But the thing is, well, we buy into these narratives. Me, we buy into these narratives like they mean something to us. They don't. We got the same issues we had before and thereafter. But whose fault is that? It in, ain't in theirs. Re in respect to what? Why those issues continue to persist? Because we are being we are being duped by. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like my man Malcolm. We've been. Hoodwinked, bamboozled, run up, run amok, led astray. <laughs> we been that is happening to us by even our black leaders. We can no longer uh, exactly. accept this because hey, I probably won't say it in my lifetime, mm. but at some point, we as a black community have to wake up and say we need our own agenda. That if you want our vote, these are the things that you're going to focus on to get our vote. But you know the problem with that, I totally agree with you. We've been talking about it for years on this show. But the problem with that is who's going to be the first to sell us out? You go back and you look at, you look at throughout <laughs> the history, 
it's been black people who so that's why that's why watching Django yesterday was so refreshing. Was so refreshing to see Calvin. Because we see Calvins all the time in our community. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh master <laughs> You know, we see it all the time. And until somebody kneecaps Calvin. But until black folks start talking about these Calvins, Finkses, until those conversations are had, yep. we don't make any progress. Well, but and that's the point. We have to start understanding <laughs> the bigger picture. We got to start, and I'm not talking about the bigger picture as it relates to them. I'm talking about our communities. But we don't have a collective. We don't have a collective voice. There is no such thing as a collective voice for us. Well, because every black person wants to be right, and every black person wants to be claim they they free. I can do whatever I want. It was I. I read a post yesterday, and this brother he posted a picture of women in these Chinese nail salons. Oh, people, stop talking about Supreme Court judges. Black folks been getting screwed by Democratic judges. Stop, Jesus Christ, superstar. I'm so stop. I'm so tired. I'm just. I just can't take no more. And the reason I can't take anymore, I just got to get this off my chest. Oh, we have been abused constantly. Mm-hmm. Democrats, Republicans, puppets, dogs, cats, birds, you pick it, they have taken advantage of us as a community. As mm-hmm. as any any way you want to shape that up, they're taking advantage of us. And what we do is we buy into all these narratives they're selling us, right? Mm-hmm. They're selling this narrative about, well, we want to get rid of Trump because of the Supreme Court judges. Well, let me think let me think about it for a second. Hmm. So the guys who've been locking all these brothers up, locking all these innocent brothers up, oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that's right. They weren't, they weren't Republicans, were they? They were Democrats. But now you bind into this crazy-ass narrative that you need to all of a sudden have all these great Supreme Court judges. Oh, come on now. These governors who would give pardons to these guys who they proved beyond a shot of a doubt were innocent did not give them pardons. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were Republican. <gasps> no, they were Democrat. Wait a damn minute. How does that happen, Dave? Come on, man. Miss me with that craziness. That no, is just crazy. Don't be beating That is crazy. The desk, and then here we are. We buy into these narratives. Now, again, there are some of us who don't identify as black. So, therefore, I'm not talking to y'all, Finks. You don't identify as black. So, I get that. I get that, Bruce Moore. I get that. You don't identify as black. So, that being the case, I'm not talking to you. But if you identify as black, stop being a fool. Stop letting these people screw you. You're being, but some you're of them don't. Hoodwink. But you're no, bamboozled. some of them don't identify. You've been running muck. Why y'all always talking about color stuff? Because if you, because at some point you got to get it. You got to get it. They're not gonna get it, man. That's got to get it. Look, they have been black people because see, part of the problem that we have is we don't read. Okay, we don't try to self-educate. So when you begin to self-educate. You 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 get information that's unvarnished. You get that right. Mm-hmm. You because then you when you realize you're self-educating, you begin to go out and seek the answers. I got a great quote for you. I'm gonna read here in a little bit. But part of the problem that we have is that we don't try to self-educate one another. We don't try to go out and look for the answer. We're just ready to sit back and accept anything that anybody throws at us. You know. The the you, you, just like and I hate to tell you this, Obama didn't do jack for black people, 
But if you say that, Ooh, Dave, don't start that. Let's, let's if you, not do that. No, I'm just saying. Let's not do that. If you say that, then you take an onslaught of black people attacking you. But when you look at the facts, Obama made black folks feel good. That's feel good. Enough. That's, that's it. enough. That ain't. That's enough. That, that's enough for them. That ain't enough for me. See, I want substance. See, when I come to the this argument, well, we got to have a seat at the table. No, I don't want no damn seat at the table. I want the full damn meal. That's what I want. I don't want crumbs that falls on the floor. Been having a seat at the table. Don't do nothing but make. Well, man, you know, I was sitting at the table with them. Well, what you had to eat? Well, you know, they, they did pass me a butter pat. Again, again, that, that's, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Now, what I want to do is, because I think it's important that I drive home my point, because I don't want people texting me, and I don't want to have to no, no, say, say text anything you. crazy today, because I had planned to come in here. And no, just, you didn't. This just be a joyful show. No, you didn't. It can't be joyful, just, all the stuff that's going we on. we just talk about all the wonderful things. Like death that, and destruction. That happened in the world. Like so, the giant murder hornets. Let me, let me. I'm, I was born in 1969, right? Oh man, you old. 1969. When I was born, Winthrop Rockefeller was a Republican governor. Then you had Dale Bumpers, a Democrat. You had Bob C. Riley, a Democrat. You had David Pryor, a Democrat. You had John per, uh, Purcell, a Democrat. You had Bill Clinton, a Democrat. You had Frank D. White, a Republican. You had Bill Clinton, a Democrat. You had Jim Guy Tucker. A Democrat. You had Mike Huckabee, a Republican. You had Mike Beebe, a Democrat. So listen to me. Listen very closely. All that craziness coming out your mouth, I don't want to hear it. Black folks have been locked up by these judges. Democratic judges, I must tell you. They've been locked up by them. They've been denied clemency by them. These very same governors I have just read to you were governors at the time. We are talking about people who have been put to death who were later to find out to be innocent. And you want to talk to me about a damn Supreme Court judge. Wake up, y'all. We can't keep falling for the okie doke. At some point, we got to say enough is enough. And right now, it's time to say enough is enough. Now, I know I'm going to get some texts. If you want me to go to another state and tell you about their damn governors, I'll do the same because it don't matter. It don't matter who your governor is, whether he a D or R, they ain't trying to serve us because we have never come together collectively and said, okay, we're done. We're not doing this no more. Just imagine if all your black elected officials in the state of Arkansas or in the state of Arkansas, in the city of Little Rock, city of Pulaski County, or in Forest City said, okay, listen, if y'all want us to bring the black folks out, these are the things we need from y'all. Would that not be amazing? But now they're telling people, the reason everybody needs to come out and vote because we need to get rid of Trump. Was Trump there? Was Trump there when they when they murdered Fairchild? Fairchild was later found to be innocent, and and he was uh, you can't say retarded now, but mentally challenged. Mm -hmm. Guess who was governor then? A Democrat. Come on, y'all. Come on now. I can't take it no more. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't have you doing that. I can't have you doing that to me today. You've been falsely led to believe that greater acceptance from others is the key to your freedom. Actually, you're truly free when you no longer need acceptance at all. Boom, shaka, laka, boom. Let me read that again. Because see, the problem with the black people is that you've been too busy trying to assimilate I've got another quote that I'm going to follow up with this, but let me just read this again. 
You've been falsely led to believe that greater acceptance from others is the key to your freedom. I call it worshiping the gods of a beaten enemy, by the way. Actually, you're truly free when you no longer need acceptance at all. Mm. One more quote, because this is important. Because if we don't get our mental capacities together for black people, we're going to con- continue to tread these same, pa- same paths. And that's what we're doing every day. Last quote. To colonize a people's mind, you must first demonize their culture, then their mm. traditions. Mm. Mm. Y'all get that, right? Mm. You see, Robert said something to me earlier. And we had a guy who came in to the studio a couple of weeks ago, and he said he was listening to the show, and he said, y'all free black men. We don't sit up here and say these things because we think we're smarter than you. We've simply educated our minds. You can do the same thing. And what Robert is simply saying is this. What would happen if all of us self-educated? Right now, you got an opportunity. Your children, many of you still have younger children, you have an excellent opportunity to change their mindset every day by educating them, not just math and science, but by your history. Because you know what empowers you more? Did you hear that last quote? To colonize a people's mind, first you must demonize their culture, then their traditions. So what have they done? What did they do? If you go back and look at what they did, the first thing that they wanted to do was destroy your culture. They wanted to demonize you. They said you didn't come from anything. You were savages living in trees and huts. It wasn't until some of you all just recently realized that, hey, what about the pyramids? See, when I started doing that research, that's what began to help me to what was going on. It was 30 years ago now. <clears throat> but yeah, I am a free black man. I want, I, want a, I want more free black men. I want more free black women. Because see, once you become free. Just free black people, period. Free black people, period. Once you become free, then Robert don't have to sit up here and tell you what he's saying. Because what he's saying is true. It was Bill Clinton who passed the most onerous crime bill in America. <laughs> it was Joe Biden who was leading the charge. Yet all of a sudden, black people want to tell me that uh, Joe Biden is our savior? I'm, I'm sorry. Ain't no white man my savior. But Let me say that again. And I don't care if he does have a halo and you worship him in your Bible. Ain't no white man my savior. But let's, let's drive this home. Don't get me if started. black folks are dying from coronavirus more so than our white counterparts, then there must be some issues there. Let's not say racism, because racism racism kills the conversation. So let's not say it's racial. There are some issues in the black community that need to be addressed when it comes to health, right? Mm-hmm. So are we going to have an elected official that has that conversation? Because again, everybody's saying you want to vote for somebody, you want to vote for somebody, vote for somebody who cares about the concerns that you're facing. Because again, if these if this thing is coming back, then the person I want to vote for is the one who's it's Bernie say, Sanders. Well, that would be Bernie. Bernie would be the guy, but he's not there anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, just think if this thing had happened last year. Bernie Sanders would be your guy right now. Because, I mean, when I say socialism, they point it out. But, again, let's have a conversation. 
Joe, Joe Biden is not for Medicare for all. No, he don't want. He don't want universal health care. But you got to vote for him, though. This your boy you Joe Biden. Him, you got to vote for him because guess what? You want to get rid of Trump. But see, here's the problem, though, is that we would not be in this predicament. You know, here, here's here's. So I, I heard a debate over the weekend. They're talking about who's going to be the vice presidential nominee. Who's going to be? Who's going to run with Biden? And that, you're hearing all these black women come out of the woodwork saying, "Well, they better choose a black woman or or or, or what." Because you got no leverage. Or what? Because you're still going to vote because you are, because we are pro, we are programmed to vote for Democrats regardless. I was reading, so Daryl Stevens, a good a guy who I served in the uh, Democratic Bloc Caucus with, he was the president, I was the second vice, right? So he says that he is supporting um, French Hill over Joyce Elliott. Now, I know it sounds crazy, but he said that he supports people who supports him, Right? Right, they don't rub your face like that. He's he's supporting he's supporting French. He's my friend. I consider him to be a very good friend. He said he's supporting him because he supports people who supported him. And so essentially, what he's saying is, is that Joyce didn't support him, so therefore he's not supporting her. Unfortunately, black folks we don't take that attitude. We support people even though they don't support us. Now, am I saying what Daryl's doing is right? No, I'm not saying what he's doing is right. But do I agree with the, do I agree with his thought process? I totally agree with his thought process. Unfortunately, I hate he's doing it in this election. But I totally agree with him, and I wish more black people would take that tone. If they're not supporting me, I should not be supporting them. Don't rub your eyes like that, Dave. Don't do that. See, listen, y'all. Listen, y'all. Let me, let, let me just respond to Mr. Stevens for a minute. Logically, that might sound okay, but then when you go and you look at French Hill's voting record, you as a black man, Daryl Stevens, when you look at French Hill's voting record and the Republican voting record about issues as it relates to black people, dude, you don't have a pot to piss in. I'm going to leave it at that. Sorry. That, to me, that logic ain't going to fly. Because here you were running around trying to be a representative of black people, and then you're gonna represent a support a party that has been clearly, overtly anti-black. It, you, the best thing you should have said was nothing. But to open your head and say that. Well, he did his thing, man. He did his thing. I'm sorry. Look, if you want to support him quietly, that's fine. You know what? Here and here's my point. I'm not going to support. So w- I'm not going to support Tim Griffin quietly. There, there if he w- runs for governor. There were a lot of David Coleman. I'm there, not going to support but, Tim. But, but Griffin let me let me finish my point. There were a lot of people when this. I don't know if you saw the interview with Biden and this woman about this woman, uh, which is crazy. You know, all of the people that they went and interviewed. You know what they said? What? No comment. That's what Daryl Stevens should have said. Okay. I don't disagree with that. But, again, let me tell you this. I, I totally disagree with him supporting Fritz Hill. I think that is a disaster. I think we all should be behind Joyce. I really and truly believe that. She's a great candidate, and we all should be supporting And look her. at her work she's but done on, in this city, on, in this on, state. Hold on. I can't. That man has based his criteria on nothing other than he is supporting who supports him. That's a, that's a mentality we all should take. 
We all should take that mentality. We only support people who support us, but we don't do that. We support party. We support a party that does not that, that does not support us. That's what we do. That's what we have done. That's what we've been programmed to do. It made me mad. I'm, I was trying to come back and be all nice and hunky dory today. Oh, be quiet, Tish. I'm not even thinking about what you're talking about. <laughs> Hush, Tish. I'm not even listening to you no more. <laughs> Ooh, somebody getting a smackdown on Robin Reed. Hey, we'll be back. No, I'm not having a conversation with anybody off air. If you don't want, if you want to talk to me, call. yeah, call the show. Because I'm not, I'm not exactly. talking to you off air. I'm done. Call the show. I'm done. That's it. Exactly. It's a wrap. Eight five 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 two five five six eight three is the number. Call the show. Nobody's gonna hurt you. Your opinion is yours. Doesn't mean we don't agree with it. All right. We got to take the top of the hour break. We'll be back in a moment. We're glad to be back. It's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinatradio.com. COVID-19? Yeah, but I heard black people can't get it, so I'm good. Well, that's absolutely not true. And everyone is at risk of getting and spreading COVID-19. I'm curious, what else have you heard? I'm almost embarrassed to say, but I hear if you spray bleach all over your body, you can kill the viruses that have already entered your body. Wow, that's also not true. Truth is, there's no way to kill the virus because there's currently no cure. What you can do is take preventative measures and wash your hands regularly. Practice social distancing. Stay home if you're sick and clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces. Noted. One more thing. So if I get the flu shot, that won't stop me from getting COVID-19? Correct. The flu shot can protect you from the flu. If you do begin to develop symptoms of COVID-19 like fever, dry cough, shortness of breath, call your doctor and find out if you should get tested. For more ways on how you can protect yourself and your family from COVID-19, visit ARMinorityHealth.com. Arkansas Minority Health Commission. Your health, our priority. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. Hey fans, are you looking for the best chicken wings in the city? Then look no further than Great American Wings, located at 3230 Colonel Glenn Road in Little Rock. Getting ready for the big game? It's Great American Wings. Getting ready for dinner for the family? It's Great American Wings. Lunch, dinner, or snacks? It's Great American Wings. No matter the size of your group or the flavor of your wings, Great American Wings got you covered. Call today at 501-406-7134 to place your order. Are you on a tight schedule and don't have time to stop by Great American Wings? 
wings. Don't fret. Call us up and we'll deliver your favorite flavors right to your front door. That's why we're called Great American Wings because we aim to please. Don't miss out on the best wings in the city. It's Great American Wings located at 3230 Colonel Glen Road right here in Little Rock. Open daily from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Great American Wings is guaranteed to offer you something that'll tickle your taste buds. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. It's Great American Wings. You got it. England and East Little Rock's answer to your aggravation. Joy Network. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. We've been out for a week. As you can see, it's been all it's been all up in us. <laughs> and we're trying to get it out. We're trying to get it out of you, too. Because once we get it out of you, then maybe you'll change your attitudes and start getting something done for our community. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I certainly want to talk about all the white boys that was at the state capitals across the country with the guns and masks. And it's amazing how none of them ended up getting killed. It's amazing how none of them, none of the cops felt threatened. (laughs) No, nobody did, right? Nobody died. Nobody felt threatened. But I saw the cops arresting a black woman in a bathing suit in San Diego and dragging her through the sand. Did she have a gun? No. Oh, okay. Okay. It's amazing. It It just boggles my mind. And see, this is why I'm loving this. Yeah, be free. Be free, black man. You know, this is why I'm loving this, because at some point, black people are going to have to realize that they don't give a damn about you. Because how many of you all could go up to the state capitol with an M16 or AK-47 with a mask on and push the police and storm the capitol? How many of you black folks could do that and not one of you all and all of y'all leave free? I'm asking a question here because sometime or another, black people have got to realize that this ain't right. And we need to start doing something about this. And you can't, well, I'm, what can we do? Your money. Let's go to the, oh, call. I was getting ready to come to you. What happened to you? They hang up? Yeah. You call a call back. Put, you didn't put them on hold? Yeah, they won hold. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me, let me, let me see if I, if I call them back, see if they're answering. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I saw a white boy in, in San Diego with a Ku Klux Klan man, a mask on in a damn grocery store. He should have been bum rushed. You shouldn't have been taking pictures of him. You should have been whooping his ass. Hello, caller. You're on Black Focus. As soon as possible. At the tone. Didn't pick up. Okay. okay. No. So, I'm just saying. He should have been bum rushed. 
Long, long as you allow people to manipulate you and dog you, you're going to get a dogging. Yeah, but, but we're, we're, not, we're not standing up. No, I shouldn't say standing up. The one thing I noticed, so this is the great thing about if you go to board meetings every Tuesday, right? So if there's an issue that impacts white people, right, it may only impact three, but you'll have 70 there because those, those other 67 realize, well, if you're going for them, You'll be at me next. So I'm going to lend them my support so that we can set a precedent that this ain't going to happen no more. Black folk, they could be doing something to one of our kids, and we'll say, ooh, that's terrible. But we don't, we don't rally around and say, you know what, we're going to support them. Even though that ain't my kid, we still going to support them. We don't do that, nor have we ever. We haven't done that since the 60s. Nope. Because now we feel that we're free. We have this worshiping have the gods this, of a beaten enemy. Yeah, we have this vision that for some reason we're free. Because I can go buy hair at a Chinese place. Yeah, with a net worth of $13,000. Okay. Even if, if for some reason, so <laughs> if for some reason we had to live for three months, five months, six months with no paychecks, how do you make it? But here's what killed, it's funny you bring that up. Because you hear black people say, oh, well, we used to this. We used to being poor. We can do this. And you brag about it. Exactly. Aren't you tired of being poor? Yeah. Aren't you tired of watching other people get great things, be successful financially, and you sit around and struggle every day? Dude. Why you got to die to get yours? Why you can't get yours on heaven? There you go. Why you can't have your heavenly... Why can't see? you have yours on But see, that, see, that's what's been, again, it goes back to that quote what I was talking about, education. To colonize a people's mind, you must first demonize their culture, then their traditions. So, oh, guess what I posted this weekend? The 42 principles of Mayotte. You know why I posted that? Because that's where your damn Ten Commandments came from. But you know what? Africans made the 42 principles of Mayotte. The white man stole the 10 principles and put it in what's called 10 commandments. See, when you educate yourself, when you go back and you read, and let me tell you what you hey, tell me something. Let, let me quick, tell you something Dave. about tell me something research. Real quick before you do that. Okay. When was the Elaine massacre, Dave? The Elaine massacre? Uh-huh. Uh, that was what 19 19 Yeah. Your governor at the time was Charles Hemen Burrow. Mm-hmm. Guess what he was? Uh, Democrat. Yeah. Well, well, well. Yeah. Tell me again why I should be all up in arms about Trump. Black people should be voting in blocks. We've said that over and over again. And you seem to believe that you have what no What year was power. John Carter killed? Uh, 1918, wasn't it? No, 1926. 1926. Are you sure, Dave? Yeah. You can't be sure, Dave. 1926. You had a black. Go- you had a governor then. He- guess what? His name was Tom Terrell. But you know what? What was he, Dave? He was a Democrat. What? Say it ain't so. But you know what? It doesn't matter because why does it not, Dave? He- here's why. And I hate to say this. But I look at white people all the same, whether they're Democrat or Republican. I do. You can get mad at me all you want, but prove me wrong. Robert's making an excellent point. In fact, I'm backing up that point. 
is that until black people decide that we've had enough of both of them, it's okay, you want my vote? What are we going to get in return? Nuh-uh, not I what need, we going to get. Let me tell you what we need. I, 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 look, I'm not happy that you're going to put a black woman on the ticket. That's not good enough for me. It might be good enough for you so you can feel good about yourself, but I want to know just what you're going to do when I take my ass to the polls and pull that level for you. What am I getting from that, whether you Democrat or Republican? That's power. And then here's the other thing. You don't think you have power? Every time you send your son, look, they ready to put your son back on the football field so you can entertain them and they can make millions and you can feel good. Oh, my son played for the university. You produced another slave. Slaves produced Come on slaves. now. Slaves produced and, you, and, then, and then you won't even send them to an HBCU. They can't send them anywhere. That's their child's decision to make. You won't, you won't, you won't even send them to an HBCU. But, In fact, you won't even go visit an HBCU. But, when I read the article two weeks ago where kids who have black coaches tend to graduate more often than any other coach. But you won't even send them to an HBCU. Y'all done got me upset up in here. I'm tired of y'all. Don't get mad because we speaking truth up in here. Get mad because you've been used by the Republicans and the Democrats. They don't give a damn about you. Prima facie evidence, if they cared about you, why aren't they funding your schools? Hello. Why are they doing so much to try to keep from going to school with your children? Hello. Talk to me. Y'all want to argue? Let's talk facts here. They don't care about you. And this virus, if nothing else, this virus has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they don't give a damn about you. Because Robert made an excellent point at the beginning of the show. That once this is all over, what are they doing to try to stem the health-related illnesses in black people? These things have been around for a while. They are part of the systematic racism that has been going on in this country. Part of the reason that black people can't socially distance is because they're piled up on each other like sardines. And how did that happen? Redlining. You don't know what redlining is? Then maybe you need to do some research. Y'all sit around and sit on your high horses with your ed educated asses, don't know, don't know your butt from a hole in the ground. But you can look down on another black person and say, well, I got this, they ain't got that. Not understanding that, hey, you you really in the same boat that they're in. This virus has exposed some things that you ought to be paying attention to. And any political leader, I don't care if they're running for dog catcher. I don't care if they're running for walk, cat walker. You need to be saying, what's my benefit? How is this going to affect me? And how is this going to affect my overall black community? Oh, don't, oh I don't want to hear that stuff. Well, he passed a law that's going to help everybody. No, no, no. You came and asked me for my vote. It's like if I come and ask you for $100, you're going to say, well, how is that going to benefit me? I, I, I'm in business for myself. So when I sell my product, then people expect something in return. So I get five bucks, they get a good product. If they don't get a good product, then guess what? They're not going to buy my product anymore. That's real life. That's rubber to the road right there. 
So why aren't you using your vote the same way? I, I, I'm just asking. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out because I had enough. I, I, I've been tired for years. I've been tired for years. You're exactly right. This virus has exposed that people, Tanya says, that people care more about their money than they do your health or lifestyle. It's because you've allowed them to do so. And you okay. showed them that you don't care about you either. Let me tell you something. If you don't know how many people have been murdered in Little Rock, you don't care about people either. You don't care about them. By the way, an 11-year-old boy just murdered this weekend by his daddy. You don't care. By his daddy. You don't care. You don't care. When are y'all going to get tired? I've been tired. You know what? If we got a collective group of people who are sick and tired as Robin and I are right now, we could do some stuff in this city. But you know, if we called a meeting, none of y'all would show up. It ain't important, Dave. Y'all ain't got time. Y'all got to go to the, y'all got to take little Johnny to the basketball game. Y'all got to take little Sally to the ch chili to practice. Oh, well, guess what? Little Sally could end up getting killed by a straight bullet. You don't care. You don't care. No. You got white, you got black folk walking around talking about school shootings. Black folk talking about these school shootings is terrible. But you got somebody in your family who's been murdered by a gun, by the hands of another black man, but you ain't talking about that. That ain't important to you. That ain't important to you. That's just too much. That's just too much to deal with. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, we are straight suckers. I agree. We're straight suckers for whatever they want to do to hurt, us. Hate to hurt your feelings, but he's whatever right. Whatever they want to do to us, we're straight suckers for it. He's right. You know, it, it, it's kind of like catching catching wasp or, or or yellow jackets. Hang something sweet on your porch. You know how them flies come and they got that fly tape? You, I've seen people with it around the wall. That's how we are. Yeah, this is some hard talk today. But this is how we are. And until we change this, we, not them, we. I truly believe that I am the captain of my ship. I am the master of my fate. The decisions that I make will dictate how I live my life. And the decisions that we make collectively as a group is the same. I didn't learn this in school. I decided that, hey, what they're telling me is not making sense. I'm no smarter than you. I just simply say, what, what they keep feeding to me doesn't make sense. What I keep hearing in churches is not making sense. It's got to be something bigger. And I decided to do research. You could do the same. I went and posted this weekend on my wall. And if you doubt how they've affected your minds, how they affect your children, I went out this weekend again, because, and every time I get an opportunity, I make this post. You know what it is? It is the doll post. The black doll, white doll post. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Y'all remember that? I posted that again, because I want you to see how they, if, if your child, three and four years old, can see the racism, how the hell are you not looking at it? Black folk, on January 5th, 
Varn Brown Jr., black male, 35, murdered in Little Rock. 11120, Odetric Hill, black male, 39, murdered in Little Rock. On 122.20, John P. Word Jr., black male, 21, murdered in Little Rock. On January 25th, 2020, Brittany D. Tate, black female, 24, murdered in Little Rock. On 125, 2020, uh, Query Tate, black female, 21, murdered in Little Rock. On February 24th, 2020, Anthony Stewart, white male, 24, murdered in Little Rock. On 3-6-2020, Susanna McCarthy, white female, 57, murdered in Little Rock. On 3-10-20, John Floyd, black male, 58, murdered in Little Rock. On 3-27-20, Jeremy Bonds, black male, 31, murdered in Little Rock. On April 3rd, 2020, Howard Tate, black male, 36, murdered in Little Rock. On April 4th, on April 14th, 2020, Carl T- Carl Lewis, black male, 53, murdered in Little Rock. April 18th, 2020, Curio Turner, black female, 33, murdered in Little Rock. On April 19th, 2020, Portia Gibson, black female, 39, murdered in Little Rock. April 19th, 2020, Jarvis Washington, black male, 28, murdered in Little Rock. Uh, April 29th, 2020, Travion Whitaker Lemon, black male, 24, murdered in Little Rock. 4-29-2020, Kevin Cobbins, black male, 45, murdered in Little Rock. May 1st, 2020, Brent Martin, black male, 32, murdered in Little Rock. On 5-1, well, take that back. He was killed by the police. 5-1-2020, Jordan Roberts, black male, 11 years old, murdered in Little Rock. But again, but again, your elected officials talk about school shootings and how it's important to get guns off the street. Nobody's talking about the issues that impact. No, no. How it's important to keep guns out of schools. Out of schools. I I apologize. Out of schools. They're not talking about these black, your black folks, people who look like you who die every day, that even you have become normalized to, and you don't even have conversations about it. We could read read, uh, 20 lists from all cities, and it would be overwhelmingly black males. Come on, y'all. There was only two white people on this list. Two. 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 Come on, y'all. Come on now. I mentioned the 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 um, the uh, video of the kids. It's called, and I didn't realize that this went back. Uh, uh, Georgia said, "Can you share the list of black males? Can you share that?" Yeah. Okay. Sure. I went back. I didn't realize that this went back this far. But these are two black people, Kenneth and Mamie Clark. Because, see, the self-esteem of your children determines how they grow. It, it doesn't matter where they come from. Because, see, black people have always been poor. The difference in today, as it was then, is that black people try to instill some type of self-esteem in their children. Okay? 
Kenneth and Mamie Clark's doll experiment grew out of Mamie Clark's master's degree thesis. They published three major papers between 1939 and 40 on children's self-perception related to race. They found, the studies found contrast among African-American children attended segregated schools in Washington, D.C. versus those who attended integrated schools in New York. The doll experiment evolved a, involved a child being presented with two dolls. Both of these dolls were completely identical except for their skin color and hair. One doll was white with yellow hair, while the other doll was brown with black hair. The child was then asked questions inquiring as to which one of the dolls they would like to play with. Which one is the nice doll? Which one looks bad? Which one has the nicer color? Etc. Etc. The experiment showed a clear preference for the white doll among all children in the study. These findings exposed internalized racism in African-American children, self-hatred that was more acute among children attending segregated schools. This work suggests that by its nature, segregation harms children and by extension, society at large. But here's the problem with that. That was done in 1939. Those experiments have been done multiple times since then. And the fallacy of that argument is that the problem was segregation. We are post-segregation and our children are still choosing white dolls over black dolls. They are still saying that, that white dolls are prettier than black dolls. You all get that, right? So nothing has changed because we have refused to educate our children as it relates to their history and their culture. That's part of the reason I do black facts every day. One of the things that I missed when I was out last week, periodically throughout the day, I said, man, I, that would have been a great black fact. I've got a whole list that I've reposted on my wall that I hope to get to. We must change. We must change. I know it hurts. I know you're so used to doing one thing. I know you've been bought off and paid for, but we are the masters of our own fate. $1.4 trillion annually, and less than 2% of that money goes to black businesses. Less than 2%. What's wrong with y'all? But I want to read something else because I think it's important that people understand what the hell I'm talking about. It's all about educating yourself and educating your kids. You ready? All right. So this is from the Brookings study. The Brookings study did this. This is this is talking about IQ scores and reading scores. This is um. Let me. Where am I start? I'm gonna start right here. Even IQ scores clearly respond to changes in the environment. IQ scores, for example, have risen dramatically throughout the world since the 1930s. In America, 82% of those who took the, sta the uh, Stanford Bennett test in 1978 scored above the 1932 average for individuals of the same age. Now, listen to this very carefully. The average black did about as well on the Stanford Bennett test in 1978 as the average white did in 1932. You are 40, 
Okay. <laughs> you are 46 years behind. You can't, yep. you can't catch up if you're still playing these stupid-ass games. Mm-hmm. And you're still falling to these stupid-ass – you're still going, going along with this craziness. Because I know some of you are saying, well, that's not me. I'm not one of those. Yeah, if you're saying you're not one of those, you're exactly one you of those. You are one of those. Here you go. Here you go. Here's the best part. Now, here's the best part. This is the part that just blew my mind when I read it. I, I was sitting there with my mouth open thinking, damn. When blacks or mixed-race children – let me say this again. When black or mixed-race children are raised – in white rather than black homes, let me see, let me read that one more time. When black or mixed race children are raised in white rather than black homes, their pre-adolescent test scores rise dramatically. These adoptive scores seem these are, it's Jesus I can't. These scores seem to fa- seem to fall in adolescence, but this could easily be because their social and cultural environments comes to resemble that of other black teenagers. Did y'all hear that? What they're saying is, is it just black folks just ignorant? They just do ignorant stuff, and the stuff that they're doing is not conducive to grow children. Let me read that again. When black or mixed-race children are raised in white rather than black homes, their pre-adolescent test scores rise dramatically. Their pre-adolescent test scores rise dramatically. These adoptive, these adoptive scores seem to fall in adolescence. But this could easily be, be, this could easily be because their social and cultural environments comes to resemble that of other black teenagers. Man, a little bit more for y'all, a little bit more for y'all, because I just want to get a little bit more of this. But you can go read this, and it's the Brook, if you want to read it, go to brookins.edu. Read it? I mean, I don't read. Traditional. Man, they got no pictures. No. Traditional examinations for the black and white test score gap have not been, have not stood up well to the test of time. During the 1960s, most liberals blamed the gap on some combination of black poverty, racial segregation, and inadequate funding of black schools. Since then, the number of affluent black families has grown dramatically, but their children's test scores still lag behind for those of white children from equally affluent families. Now dig that. You hear that, right? Mm -hmm. You got all these affluent folks, but for some reason, your kids are not passing these tests. Because I got mine. You got to get out there and struggle and get yours. And the great thing is, you know what's great about this? To get into a college, you got to pass a what? A standardized test. Did some jobs say that before you can, uh, before you can come work, you got to pass a what? A standardized test. And you know what? They were, there were studies that were done years ago that, you know, it used to frustrate me when I'd have friends and they would get 25 or yeah. 10 on a multiple choice test, and they'd be happy about it. And there was a study done years ago that if you took the average orangutan, Mm -hmm. he could take a 100-question test, multiple multiple choice, and just by marking, he would get 25 right. You get that, right? And there were black people that I knew who wouldn't get 10. 
So you said that they're not as smart as an orangutan. But hold on, Dave. There's more. Right? Okay. Since then, a number of affluent, I, I read that already, right? School desegregation may have played some role in reducing the black-white test score gap in the South, but school desegregation also seems to have costs for blacks. And when we compare initial, uh, uh, initially similar students in today's schools, those who attend desegregated schools learn only slightly more than those in segregated schools. Because they ain't trying to learn you, dude. Mm-mm. Recent evidence suggests they're, they're, that they're prepping you for 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 Cummins. Yeah. Recent evidence suggests that disparities in school resources do affect achievement. So that that we're talking now we're talking about school funding. Black folks, we ain't talking about that. No, nah, that's not important to us. But resource disparities between black and white children have shrunk steadily over time. The average black child now attends school in a district that spends as much per pupil as the average white child's district. Black children's schools also have about the same number of teachers per pupil as white schools. Predominantly white schools seem to attract more skilled teachers than black schools. But whilst black students who attend predominantly white schools probably benefit from having better teachers, their advantage seems to be offset by the social cost of being in an overwhelmingly white community in any event. Schools cannot be the main reason for black-white test scores gap because it appears before children enter school and persist even when black and white children attend the same schools, if schools play an important role in perpetuating the gap, either desegregating schools must be treating blacks and white children very differently or else black and white children must react very differently to the same treatment. Damn. Again, we're not having these conversations. Black folk ain't saying nothing about school funding. They ain't asking these candidates, why is it that when it comes to cutting the budget, the first thing you go at is education? They ain't asking those questions. But it's saying right here, right here, it tells us that our kids are not on par with their contemporaries. And what are we doing about it? He what gonna, are we doing about he it? He's going to get a bet. No, he, what are we doing about he gonna it? He's going to get a football scholarship. He don't need to be smart. Not only that, though. They telling us, hey, we need to focus on getting Trump out of office. My, Hell with what's going on in your community. My son is a basketball star. He don't need to, to make it in the school classroom. All he needs to be able to do is shoot them hoops. Y'all are missing the point here. Is that I said earlier that this virus has exposed some things that you all thought were gone. And that 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 ugly sore is there. The scab has been ripped off. And at some point, if you all don't get it doing this virus, I'm going to hate to say it, we are doomed. And the only thing that's going to save us at least keep us on the planet is our genetics. I want to read you something though. I want to read you about this. Is, I want to read you something because it's important for me to read this. I saw this on Facebook and then somebody sent it to me and I thought it was important. I thought I should read it to black people because I thought it was important that they know about it, right? So this is from Kathy Webb who's a Little Rock City director, Ward 3. She says, we do not know all the details. We do not know all the details of the homicides that have happened in our city over the last month or this year but we mourn for the families of those victims. 
Oh, thank you. And for our city. We are in this together. And unless we address, and unless we address wait a minute, wait a minute. You said, this say, together. Say that part again. We, we, are, not, we are in this what? We are in this together. We who? Hold on. Unless we address this together, we will not find peace. Now, <laughs> this is the thing. Kathy Webb has been on the uh, city board since 2018. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, now it's a problem. But let me go back to let me go back. Let me go so, back. So, hold on, hold so, on one so second. So what there. has Kathy Well put forward to address this issue? I need, to, I need this to go issue. back because I think it's important you understand they why They don't she, care, You need dude. to understand why she said that. I need to, I need to help you know what? understand. You can read it, but that. I don't care why she said it. Yes, you do. I it, already it, know why she it said it. It plays into the narrative. Why, that sounds good. That's a good sound bite. But if you really cared, then you'd put your money or the city's money where your mouth is. Hold on, Dave. You, Kathy Webb, would have been leading the charge when they tried to take over the school system Hold on, Dave. and said, hey, this ain't going to work for little black kids. Hold on, Dave. On March 6, 2020, Suzanne McCarthy, white female, 57, was murdered in our city. We got to get we got to get through this together. You know what? You've been a bunch of black boys killed and and you've been a bunch of black folks killed between 2018 when she got elected and now, but she ain't said nothing. That's my point. She ain't said a word. That's my point. But all of a sudden now, guess what? Guess what, y'all? Now we got an issue. Mm-hmm. No, did she get elected in 2014? I think she got she's elected been on in 2014. That, I won't say she's been on that longer than 2018. And six years later, she says that guess what? We need to work on this. Now, see, black people, this is what I want y'all to this is what I want y'all to pay attention to. Black white folk, they speak up about theirs. They speak up about theirs. But we don't do that. Them boys shouldn't have been doing whatever they was doing to get themselves murdered no way. Yeah, that's your narrative. But that woman said, we need to get through this. We all need to get through this together. Because guess what? Suzanne McCarthy, Ms. Suzanne McCarthy was killed on March 5th, 2020. March 6th, 2020. She was 57 years old. Ain't nobody asked what she did, what she was doing. Was she smoking crack? Was she robbing the bank? Was she got shot? Ain't nobody asking none of them questions. It just need to be worked out. It just need to be fixed. Come on, y'all. Wake up. When is it y'all's turn? I mean, Jesus Christ, black people. Y'all get mad at Robert. And no, I'm not going to end on no damn positive note. Y'all, y'all get mad at Robert. The point of this is, wake up, y'all. This is castor oil. Wake up. Y'all don't know nothing about castor oil. Wake up. You know, I, you know back in the day, they used to have to hold your head back, boy, and just take it. That's the bottom line here, folks, is that, look, we got to fix this. It's pretty clear. This virus is telling you that they don't care about you. What the virus should be telling us, and this, and I hate God. to say, what the, virus is, what, the, what the virus and every other thing that happens to us should be telling us is, is that it is very important that we create our own agenda. Exactly. And our own agenda should address health issues. It should address education of our kids. It should address unemployment of black males. It should be a litany of things that we should be talking about. But unfortunately, the only thing black folks saying is, I'm voting blue. You voting blue? That's it. You just voting blue. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing else. Or, you voting blue. Or, oh, man, did you watch the Michael Jordan thing the other night, man? 
No. What? Man, what's wrong with you? You didn't watch? No, no, dude, dude, I was reading. I had something else to do. I was watching Django Unchained. Look, I have, I have in my lifetime. Well, let me go back. We can fix this problem. At the city board meetings, I often sit there and I think to myself, how can you change this dynamic? By that I mean, I watch what happens at the board meetings and I think to myself, I wonder if 20 black folks came down here, what would happen? And so in 2011, we did that. We took some, we took brothers down there and the city coughed up $3 million, right? What if you had black folks going down there every week? Every Tuesday, black folks showed up. Every Tuesday, I wonder how much you could get. You probably won't get much more because they'll say, we did this for you. We gave you this. You're not getting any more. Well, you can't do that. They can't let them do that. Because let me tell you something. If you look at all the issues we have in our community. Now, I take that back because some of y'all don't claim that community. If you look at some of the issues you have in neighborhoods south of 630. Why are people not down at the board meetings outraged? I ride around, take pictures of trash that's piled up. And I take pictures of it intentionally. The reason I take pictures of it, I take pictures of it when I first see the pile, right? And I may see the pile today. I take a picture of it. I go back by next Monday, I take another picture. The pile has doubled in size. Go back by three, day, uh, three days later, the pile again has doubled in size. And then people say they don't care about their community. Yeah, they don't care about their community. No, it ain't that. It's just the city services aren't picking up our trash. Now, I will give credit to the mayor. I text him, emailed him, and he's made sure things got picked up. But the point is, that ain't his job. I shouldn't have to email the mayor or the city manager or nobody else to get trash picked up. But you know, Robert. That's what they pay guys downtown to do. You're, you're talking about Little Rock, but this problem is not simply Little Rock. This is all over the country in black communities. It's all over the country. There is a malaise in black people in getting stuff done for their communities. They just... They don't care. Now, how that, how you can change that? God, if, if I could bottle it and sell it, I'd be a jillionaire. It's a mindset. It's a mindset where you can continually sit around, watch your communities decay, and not want change. Continually paying tax dollars to a city and not won't change. It's a mindset. And until we change that attitude, dude, you I can hear the frustration in your voice. I've been frustrated for, for years now. But when do when do we say enough is enough? But I've said look, you say we you good question. I said enough is enough. Decades ago, because every time I read, but one voice, post, Robert, I one voice, it. one voice like yours or one voice like mine is not good enough. Is not good enough. Because after a while, we become monotone. Oh, I'm not gonna listen to Robert and David no more. That's they talk about the same thing over and over again. 
Well, you know what? You know how you learn your multiplications? Repetition. Repetition. How do you learn, out, learn to get out of the malaise that you're in today? Repetition. We talk about these things in some form or another every day. And until, until we as a black community decide that we want to solve the problem, look, I don't want to hear you ain't got no money. All I got to do is go to the black neighborhood and look at your cars. All I got to do is go hang out at a, at a, at a Chinese hair store. Someone just posted a picture of, of black women lined up around the corner this weekend at a Chinese hair store. The same Chinese that don't give a damn about you. The same Chinese that are kicking black people out of their apartments in China. The same Chinese that have invaded Africa. And there was a picture that someone posted last week. Clearly, two topless black girls. They couldn't have been no more than 13 or 14. And there was a Chinese guy with his arm around those black girls. And one of his hands on their breast. I have seen the enemy and it is we. You can blame the white man all you want. What are you doing to, to solve your own problem? What are you doing to help employ your own children? Anytime you got to go to him to get to feed your children, he control you. You on the plantation. And some of y'all don't get that. Y'all, you got your fancy jobs. You're making six figures. But guess what? If he cut you, you lost. And then you want to come groveling back to the black community. Oh, the white man did this to me. The white man did. Oh, I don't want to hear that anymore. What are you doing for yourself? What are you doing collectively for your community? We ought to be educating our own kids. That's why I said when this charter school thing broke, why aren't black people getting charter schools? You saw this past weekend, all these white boys with rifles armed to the teeth. They were had masks on, had bulletproof vests on. And not one of them was killed. Not one. Not one was shot. Nigga, you ain't free. Not one. But two months ago, a black man jogging in, in Georgia, in Carrollton, Georgia, was shot dead. And ain't nobody said jack about it. Nigga, you ain't free. Come on, folks. If you ain't, if you haven't, I keep saying this. This virus has exposed. If you're not seeing what I'm seeing, then you are blind. You are crazy. You had, you, you've been, you, you, you're a victim of menticide. The total destruction of your minds. And then you got a white boy walking in a in a public grocery store in San Diego, California, with a KKK mask on, and he wasn't jaw jacked. He wasn't confronted. What are y'all watching? Oh, soap operas, reality TV. You got your kids playing video games. Come on, folks. 
I'm tired, man. I'm tired, man. I'll be I'll be 59 years old next week. And I hate to say has nothing has changed in my lifetime. Oh yeah, we got better jobs. But as an overall community, think about this. In 1865, at the time of the Emancipation Proclamation, black people owned 1.5% of the total wealth in America. 1865. Owned how much? 1.5% of the total wealth in America. What they own now? In 2020, black people owned 1.5% 1.5% of the total wealth in America. Nigga, you ain't free. Y'all get this, right? Or maybe y'all don't get it. Oh, that's math, David. I can't comprehend that. You a damn lie. You don't want to comprehend it. You don't want to do anything about it. All you want to do is go and sit up in churches and point, point fingers and not get anything done. I want to go and live in my house. I'm not worried about them Negroes over there because they're killing folks over there. But then you got to go back to the hood and buy gas. Hello? Yeah, you ought to be mad today. Yeah, we, nope, can't, we, mad. we came out with guns blazing today, but you know what you're going to do? You're going to duck and hide. You're not going to take mad. on the force with force. You know what? You have In order to destroy a force, you have to meet it with an equal or bigger force. But uh, are you all ready? Just... Just Hello. To, just to give you some Carter G. Woodson. This for y'all. This for y'all for Carter G. I love Carter G. Woodson, by the way. This is the first. This is the. This is the first paragraph in chapter one of the seat of the trouble from the miseducation of the Negro. Y'all Negroes ready? You niggas ain't free. The educated Negroes have the attitude of contempt toward their own people because in their own as well as in their mixed school, Negroes are taught to admire the Hebrew, the Greek, the Latin, and the Tortu, and to despise the African. Of the hundreds of Negro high schools recently examined by an expert in the United States Bureau of Education, only 18 offer a course taking up the history of the Negro. And why do you think that is? And in, the, and in most of the Negro colleges and universities, where the Negro is thought of, the race is studied only as a problem or dismissed as of little consequence. Now, that's in 19, uh, what? This was in 1938 when he wrote that book. Now, I know for a fact HBCUs today is not like that. Hold on. For okay. example, an officer of a Negro university thinking that an additional course on the Negro should be given there, called upon a Negro doctor of philosophy of the faculty to offer such work. He promptly informed the officer that he knew nothing about the Negro. He did not go to school to waste his time that way. He went to be educated in a system which dismisses the Negro as a non-entity. Hold on one second. At a Negro summer school two years ago, a white instructor gave a course on the Negro using his text, a work which teaches that whites are superior to the blacks. When asked by one of the students why he used such a textbook, the instructor replied, 
He wanted them to get that point of view. Even schools for Negroes then are places where they must be convinced of their inferiority. You niggas ain't free. Tanya wrote, black folks said, now check this out. I know this is not coming from her because I know Tanya's, Tanya's educated. And I'm not talking about degree lot with degrees. Tanya's educated on her history. But here's what Tanya said, and I've heard this stupidity too. Tanya said, black folks said that those are Koreans that run nail and hair salons, not Chinese. It don't matter who they are. Exactly! <laughs> That's the point! You niggas ain't free. <laughs> so you make it a... You, you trying to make a difference because they're from another part of Asia? Mama, I apologize. I'm going to keep saying it, but these niggas ain't My free, mama. God. Oh, don't, they, they, don't, those, ain't, those, ain't, those ain't Chinese. Those Koreans, they're still from Asia, and they still discriminate against black people. God. Come on, man. How, how, how much more do how much more do we have to take on this? How much more? My oh God, are y'all not? What is going on with us that we are so afraid to speak truth to power? Why? Cause you niggas ain't free. I guess that's why, brother. You niggas ain't free, man. The thought of inf inferiority of the Negro is drilled into him in almost every class mm. he enters and almost every book he studies. If he happens to leave school after his masters the fundamentals, mm. after, ma after he masters the fundamentals, mm. before he finishes high school or reaches college, he will naturally escape some of this bias and may recover in time to be of service to his people. May. Niggas, y'all ain't free. Yeah, Miss Georgia, there is hope for us. There are people like you, Miss Georgia. There are people like me. There are people like Robert. There are, there are millions of us across this country. And I'm telling you that as I read more, as I watch more, there are people who are dying to get their voices heard. Ooh, the one dang. thing that we have to be concerned about and the one thing that we have to understand is that we have to continue to use the mediums that we have, whether it's, it's social media, whatever the case may be, radio shows, to talk about these issues. And those people who don't want to hear us, then those are the people that are going to be left behind. But I'll be damned. I made sure that my children was going to understand this. So I instilled in them what I believe in. In, okay and they're gonna instill into their children you see i talk about living forever see I, I'm, I'm not like a lot of you all i'm not perfect so i'm not trying to live forever through a a mythical jesus i'm gonna live forever by the knowledge that i drop on every young people that i meet every young person that i meet on the street every chance i get i drop knowledge on them and you know what's gonna happen they're gonna instill that knowledge and then they're gonna grow up and they're gonna drop knowledge on their children and then they're gonna drop knowledge on their children and consequently 
and subsequently, I, David Coleman, lives forever. That's what you heard Robert Reed in College G. Woodson. College G. Woodson is living today in us, in me, in Robert. Dr. Francis Crest Welsing lives in me every day of my life. You want to change this? Then it starts with the children. That piece about those black dolls and white dolls are so profound. I remember my son told me he was watching a movie. And there was a black character in the movie. And he was about six years old. And he said, Dad, I don't want to watch this movie. I said, why not? He said, because the black man's going to get killed. He knew it at six years old. I knew then that I had a lot of work to do. Hello? Y'all want to change this? It starts with your children. Because, see, when you start educating your children, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get educated. And I'm not talking about math, science, and, and, and all that other stuff. I'm talking about your history and your culture. I'm talking about where you came from. I'm talking about what happened before there were the Greeks and the Europeans. You know, I was watching Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations, his older shows, great show. And, man, he went to Egypt. And boy, did he reveal a lot of stuff in that fit, in that in that sixty minutes. You want to change this? It begins with educating your children on who they are, what they believe in. It begins on wearing your hair natural and being proud of your natural hair. Hello. It begins looking at a beautiful black woman, regardless of her hue, and admiring how beautiful she is. I remember seeing a beauty pageant from from nations of Africa. There are fifty eight of them. And it was amazing how beautiful those women were. Different hues, different sizes, different heights. Every one of them were beautiful. That's what this is all about. It's, it, it begins with understanding that your child, you know, there was only one kid that was, that, that was drafted from an HBCU in the NFL and then they drafted a boy from Marshall, a white boy, the New England Patriots did, who had a white supremacist tattoo on his arm. Don't matter. He could play football. Who gives you a get damn that, right? That? Who gives a damn about that? Okay. You get that, right? I was proud. I saw a story over the weekend where the Navy, no, the Marines, white boy from Conway. You see the story? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did. Had, had the... Had the stars and bars on and talking about heritage. The Marines said, no, bro, you ain't coming in here with that. That's what black people need to start doing. No, you're not coming in here with that. Yeah. I got a great quote for you today. In fact, I got a poem for you today. Damn. From my dog. You see, I, you know, uh, while Robert is finding his, I'm going to go I'm, ahead. Oh, you, you ready? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead if you want to go. I got mine. I okay. got my Carter G. Mine from Carter G. Woodson. What happens this to a dream crazy. deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags. Like a heavy load, or does it explode? That's the great poet laureate 
Langston Hughes. By the way, I was reading Langston Hughes when I was in the third grade. Hello? Can your child tell me who Langston Hughes is? Your third grader? Because if he can't, then you're failing. I'm done. You ready? When a Negro has finished his education in our schools, then he has been equipped to begin his life Woo! of an Amer- of an Americanized or Europeanized white man. But before he steps from the thresholds, the threshold of his alma mater, he is told by his teachers that he must now go back to his own people from whom he has been estranged by a vision of ideas which is in his disillusionment, he will realize that he could not attain. Hmm. He goes forth to play his part in life, but he must be both social and bisocial at the same time. While he is part of the body politic, he is in addition to this a member of a particular race to which he must restrict himself in all matters social. While serving his country, he must serve within a special group. While being a good American, he must above all things, he must above all things be a good Negro. And to perform this definite function, he must learn to stay in a nigga's place. Hey, y'all, spend money on your own community if you don't, nobody else will. Peace and love. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.